Welcome my Food Mood friends, Chandra Zas, Zen Odyssey. I am here with a very special friend and colleague and health teammate, Dr. Sharman. We are going to discuss today the immune system. Welcome. Here is your hostess and coach, Chandra Zas, helping people make food and mood changes doable without missing out. Go ahead. High five that like button, subscribe and share while you're there. I want to just briefly introduce Dr. Sharman because this is the first time that we have done something like this together, created content for the world. She and I know each other for about 20 years. We went to college together at Cal Poly University and we used to do gut health stuff together way back then. We were both really into figuring out our health and feeling good. And so we really had a lot of bonding over many things, including jumping in the ocean and English accents. But we also really loved eating really good food together. <laughs> You're laughing. Yeah, not much has changed. <laughs> not much has changed. We used to, I remember one of our favorite dishes we used to make together was the the green egg, green eggs, um, greens and eggs scramble. And we both, one of the, one of the big memories I have that time is like the body ecology diet. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm in the dead sea floating in the water. Go ahead and like, and share and follow so we can keep in touch. Yeah. So we went, when we met, I was studying graphic design and she was studying, well, what was your undergrad in? It was biology. In biology. And then you, and then she went on to go to get her naturopathic doctor degree, mm -hmm. her doctorate, yeah. doctorate, yes, and up in Washington, correct? Oregon, Oregon. I always get the which school was. I know there's two schools up there. Yeah, and we have loosely kept in touch over the years, and then we've like recently come back together and really been. We both have kids and families and. She finally came back to California. Now I left. Now I'm in Israel. But now we're in connection over health stuff again, which is I'm totally enjoying being in a lot of connection with you. Yes. And, and we also recently started working together with clients who are wanting to improve and work on and optimize their health. So we're now like in it deep with the with the health talk and the health health puzzles and the health and the health stuff. Is there anything else you want to add? Yeah, just thanks for having me. Thanks for working together. It definitely takes a team to help people. So I think what, what you, you're offering is so crucial to really helping people make changes. I'm excited I get to work with you again. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. I love, I love people. I love working together. It's so much more fun than doing it, doing things solo or yeah, I, and I, I think about my health journey and like how cool and amazing it would be to have a health team, you know, to have all the different angles and all the different, you have a, like, actually, maybe, maybe you can give a little bit of a, what you're, what you're, where you're at and what you're, because you have a practice in Martinez. So maybe just drop where people can maybe find you and. Yeah. So I have a small practice in Martinez and then Chandra and I are working together on this whole aspect and I kind of do a little bit of everything I see kids I see women I see men I love I love fertility I love women's health but I love I love everything that's the problem I kind of love everything love you know when I first came into it I studied a lot of women's health and pediatrics but then some, some older men are my favorite clients so you know it's just I just love helping people. I love helping people get better. And especially the people who want to get better. We just see such amazing results that it feeds me and makes me continue doing what we're doing. Yeah. Helping people. There's something really special to that feeling of helping people. It's a really special thing. Totally feel you on Definitely. that. Cool. So let's dive in and talk about immune health. So I, we were thinking about, <clears throat> we've been talking about starting this, this, uh, this style of this podcast for some time now, and we were discussing which kind of topic to dive off on. 
we were thinking about, you know, right now we're recording this podcast. We're in January of 2022 and it's winter time. And we're also in our second year of the pandemic and COVID. And so we were thinking about like, where are people at? Like it's winter time. So generally there's <clears throat> an increase of colds and flus and needed immune support or yeah, needed, needed immune help. <laughs> and also with the pandemic, there is also a connection to the immune system. So we were thinking that starting out talking about the immune system might be something that's really useful for everyone. So I want to, I'm going to, I have a whole bunch of questions for Dr. Sharman, but I want to start out by kind of sharing a little bit of my story, how we, what happened, where we were and what happened for us when the pandemic hit my family, my, my man and my little, my little one, we were living on cruise ships. He was working on cruise ships and we were traveling a lot and we were, had just finished a contract in Spain. We were going on a climbing trip with a couple of our friends up in the very north of Spain in this beautiful village, Ascarate. We arrived to their village on March 12th, I think, and we're planning to spend two nights in this big, beautiful house. And we ended up staying seven months <laughs> because of the pandemic. Our flights got canceled and, and we were in this beautiful place in this really amazing little village. Um, but nonetheless, the first like few weeks, few months were like nerve wracking, all of the unknowns and what, what was the pandemic, like what was going on. And for us, for my partner and I, because we are so health oriented and food oriented, what we like the, the kind of the basics that we took away was that the best thing that we could do that was in our power was take care of our immune system and really do whatever we could lifestyle wise to boost up on our immune system. So that meant for us, like eating really, really clean, eating vegetables, garlic, onions, and really limiting the sugar flour. I will have to say that there was in the village that we were staying in, there was this it was like known for this cider. So they had this like apple cider, but it's, it's beer. It's beer, ap beer, apple cider. I mean, not it's, it's beer. Flavor. Alcoholic apple cider. Yeah, totally alcoholic. So we were having like a little bit, but it was like, it just felt like it was like the place. And I don't know, was, we were not, we're definitely not over drinking, but we were having a little bit of alcohol, a little bit of sugar. Like we weren't like, you know, super pure. And the other thing we were really doing was exercising a lot. We were like really, and luckily for us, we like live next to this mountain. And so we were just spending tons of time like hiking and cli uh, not, not climbing. Climbing was actually, we're rock climbers, but they, um, Spain actually, you couldn't climb. Actually, you weren't even supposed to be hiking outside. We were kind of breaking the rules. We didn't know that until later. They were very, Spain was very serious about their lockdown. Very, very, there was, there was people out in the woods patrolling. If you were out hiking, they, we found out later that they were giving tickets for being in the woods. It was really crazy, but we were hiking. We didn't know it, but we were not climbing because we knew climbing wasn't allowed. And my, my partner was actually getting really into trail running. He got really into, he got in crazy shape. We've actually both, because of the pandemic, we both kind of like actually kind of upped our health game a little bit. So those were the things that we, <laughs> yeah, no, that was kind of like our reaction to the pandemic and figuring out what, what was in our power. Because I think, you know, for me now at this point, looking back, I look at like the stress that everybody is in, like because of the pandemic for, you know, I think there's different ranges of stress levels. Different people are affected in different ways. I think parents and families are probably, especially little ones are probably the, the most, it's like the hardest all the people who then go to work and now everyone's working in their home and have the kids home. And like, it's just been like <laughs> stressful. There's a lot of, you know, and then all of the uncertainty and the fear and the, yeah. So the whole emotional component is like a whole nother, <clears throat> a whole nother piece of it. So before I kind of get into the questions, what do you, what you want to share a little bit of your story? What, like what happened for you in the beginning of the pandemic? Like what, just, just to give us. Yeah. yeah. Not in Spain, not, not anything super cool, but, um, gosh, I just remember everything shut down, right? So school shut down and I was home with my child, my three children and my husband was working from home and it was super stressful because we had to be quiet because he was working and then I was supposed to be homeschooling and taking care of them. Um, and I have to say at first, I probably went on the other way and ate 
too much sugar and probably use use too much bribery for my kids with sugar but it was also spring like it was really warm here that year it was like springtime we were outside um and it wasn't really here yet I didn't feel it like I do now um but absolutely I remember just talking to people and hearing so much fear and just being like just give up sugar you know like come into your power just give up sugar and and be outside and you know when we talk about all this stress I know we're going to go into it but like you have to, life as a balancing act, right? So it's like, do I eat that tiny bit of sugar or do I drink that cider? Cause it helps my stress levels, which also depletes my immunity, just like sugar does, you know, it's like, so this, it's this, like, it's finding all, finding that puzzle and doing what works for you. But um, let's see, so I'm getting distracted, but <laughs> yeah, life was crazy at first, totally crazy. Um, I definitely drank too much alcohol at first and it helped with the stress. Um, but then I feel like we really, I really got our family's act together and, um, you know, not eating dairy as well was, is really big for my family when it comes to cold and flu season um, and absolute, absolutely sugar. Um, and I feel like dairy and sugar are some of those things where you just kind of get in these bad habit patterns and they're easy and, and they're your go-tos and then getting out of that. And then you kind of forget and that's your, that's your new normal. Um, so yeah, I feel like now I've kind of taken back that power. We've been talking a lot about power because there's so much fear right now um, and, how, and how you do that. And so, you know, I don't know that I'm in the best shape of my, in the best shape of my life. And that's important too, right? Exercise is so important for your immune system too, but um, things that I really feel like I can control and have time for on a daily basis are absolutely like cooking really healthy for, for my family, um, not eating a bunch of sugar and dairy and alcohol. Um, and then trying to be like back to the stress piece, trying to be as as chill as possible <laughs> and then and getting outside because that takes that's like such a stress reliever for everybody yeah so I totally want to one of my big questions I really want to ask you today is what sugar and dairy does to the immune system or flour I mean and, and alcohol but uh -huh. first can we just like get some basics down of like what the immune system is Let's yes. see, what's so, and I also want to preface by saying that Dr. Sherman, she's a naturopathic doctor. And so like the, like different modalities of medicine, think about different systems differently. So, I mean, maybe you can even give some comparison, but like from a naturopathic perspective, like what, how do, how does naturopathic medicine view the immune system and what, where is it? What does it do? Like just some yeah. basic. I mean, I feel like, I feel like the core, like our core definitions are the same, right? The, the immune system is to tell ourself from the outside world, like that, that's what it does. Um, and, and there's many different components. So we don't have to get, you know, all the different cells that make up the immune system to me aren't, that's not important right now in this conversation, but that's our, that's our, that's, that's what our immune system does. It's our body versus not our body. And it's to find those foreign pathogens and fight them off. Where I think our definition like changes is how we kind of look at how the body does that. And so the, I feel like the naturopathic perspective goes back to something called a, the terrain theory. And it's this, this, it's a theory that's if we take care of your body and you keep, take care of your terrain, which is providing appropriate nutrients and exercise and sunlight and a stress-free environment, you have an inhospitable terrain. So it's like a desert to microbes, to foreign invaders, right? They, they can't flourish in your body. And so everything, when we look at the holistic picture is trying to create this very healthy terrain for our bodies and very inhospitable terrain to pathogens. Um, so again, like I think of it, like you want your body to be like a desert versus like this tropical jungle full of moisture and nutrients for the Ooh. pathogens to eat, <laughs> right? Exactly. So I, I like that, that theory, I think kind of really helps people understand. And then of course, right. Our cool immune image. system, really cool image. Yeah. And then our immune system, right. is like 70% in our gut. Right. And so that's again, where we like, that's where you and I just come right on head to head. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The gut. Yeah. 
Yeah, from, from what I understand about the immune, so how I understand the immune system is that it's like our defense system. It's like what helps us stay, like fight when foreign invaders, like colds or flus or whatever comes into our body. It's like what kind of helps us fight and get those things out of our body so that we don't die yes, essentially. Right, we don't let them take over. So it's like that, it's like our defense system. And so from what I understand, like it's in our lymph system, part of our immune system, our immune system and lymph system work together. And then a big portion of our, so how does it work like that the, that the immune system is in our gut? Like, how does that, like, is it, how does that work? Cause there's like a bunch of lymph, lymph in our gut. And okay. the lymph system is like primarily where our, where it is, where it's at. So it's called the called the GALT, but I'm going to forget all of what that stands for. But it, yes, the lymph system is, is hugely important and it interacts with our gut. And then our gut has like all of our microbes in it too, right? Which are important part for our Also part of our- Yes. So like, yeah. how does eating like, so maybe this is a good moment to jump in. So how do like, if you're eating like, you know, vegetables and garlic, like let's say, cause garlic's like one of the best things for, one of the best things we can eat for our immune system, right? Mm-hmm. So, or a ginger, let's put in like, what are the like superfoods for immune system? Garlic, ginger, onions are also like really, and then vegetables. Would you say those are like one of the, some of the best foods you can eat for your immune system? Yeah. I mean, really, I feel like, really feel like it's like eating a little bit of everything, right? It's like eating the rain, eating the rainbow is important. Eating all of those potent foods, yes, are really important. Vegetables, fruits, proteins, grains, whatever the, let's say, put them in that category. Yeah, but then also like colors. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like sure. so the rainbow, like the colors are so important because they have so many different like nutrients. Um, and then like with the, the more like potent vegetables, right? Or like garlic and onion, you're saying, right? Those have like really f- rich sulfur and all these other nutrients that are really important for our body. Um, so we, and also they have like anti-inflammatories too, right? Like the anti-inflammatories, and then like like the cool thing with like talking about eating the rainbow is that all these different plants use colors to, to like as a defense system. And so then getting all those different little nutrients are really important because it helps with our defense system as well. Mm, okay, so we're like taking the defense. Oh, I like that, the colors of the defense system from the plants and then putting them in our body. Yeah, and it's like, it's not, of course, nothing's like that simple, but yeah, yeah. Um, actually like some of that is actually like a little bit of stressors on our bodies too. And then like we, come back with like being stronger because we have some of these little different stressors. So it's, I don't know, it's a big, that's something I've been learning a lot about. I really want to talk to you about maybe, maybe in another podcast. <laughs> cool. So if we have like, let's say the healthy foods, the colors, the anti-inflammatory mm-hmm. foods, and then we have the like sugar, flour, alcohol. So what's the difference of these different foods in our gut that affect our immune system? Like, how does that work? I mean, I feel like a lot of it boils down to sugar, right? Because like flour really acts like sugar in our body. Alcohol is extra sugar in our body. Um, and there's there's like some studies out there that are that are really quite old and have been around for a long time that show that our body, like our immune systems are supposed to, our cells are supposed to phagocytose. I'm going to say it all wrong. I never <laughs> say it out loud, but it's supposed to like encompass and like eat the bad guys, right? So those cells actually like, cannot do that when we have excess sugar in our body like they can't do that they it decreases by like 50 percent up to like five hours after you consume sugar like that that's astounding to me um like it really just like dampens our our physical ability of our cells to respond so you have this very slow response so it's more time for them to take over and like be part of that terrain that makes sense. Oh, cool. I've never heard it described that way. I mean, I've always known that like that it was bad for our immune system that hindered it, but I didn't know that like, that's a really cool image that it's like hinders the cells, like doing their job. They're like slow and sluggish and they can't. They're, yeah. Like, you're like, they're like couch potatoes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Right? So it like literally like kind of disarms our immune system. Absolutely. Yes. It makes us, yes. Very, very slow to respond. And then like, so there's that aspect, but then there's also like the nutrient aspect, right? We need all these different nutrients to have a strong immune response. So like 
vitamin A and selenium and blah, blah, blah. And so like, if we're not even eating those or like getting those, or we can't digest them, then we can't have like a speedy appropriate immune response as well. Right. Yeah. So it's like, and it's, and I, this is like the thing I always see with food is like, it's double-edged. It's like one, if you're eating the sugar, flour and alcohol, you're like lowering your immune system. And then you're also not getting the nutrients. So it's almost like a double sword. It's like, yes. we're choosing the, you know, the scone or the croissant or whatever over the green, green veggies and eggs, you know, like that's, so it's like a double, it's like a double whammy essentially. It is. It is. And then like, then you can go down the triple whammy <laughs> like avenue right where you're like well then that affects your brain and your mood and like your stress levels and then you know stress is equally disarming to your immune system especially chronic stress like like actually i think the pandemic is almost in its third year which is crazy right so like this chronic stress we're under like if you read the news every night then you're under chronic stress right if you're if you have children you have chronic stress like job right i mean everyone's under such chronic stress and that um, you know, I was like looking at studies and there's studies on people in med school and how their immune, their innate immune response is damp dampened under that chronic stress. And you can extrapolate that to everything we're going under, you know, everything we've been through. Um, and that's really scary to think about too. Yeah, that, that yeah, I have been on an, it's something that I keep coming back to with like a really heavy heart. Like I know in some ways my family has kind of escaped some stress, but we also have had our own level, our own stress. I mean, so, I mean, everyone has like a slightly different story, but in the end, like, I think everybody has like some level of increased stress and it's, and it's somewhat chronic. It's like, the situation, this, this, these, these ideas and thoughts and like the news, like what we keep exposing our brains to and, and even our emotional bodies, it's like, it's heavy. It's, there's a, yeah, there's a chronic stress piece to it. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's affecting people in a really, yeah, I'm actually like, kind of like, I, for me, for me, I'm like, just stepped into the, oops, excuse me. I just stepped into like the emotional feeling of it. And it's, it's really heavy for me thinking about the, the chronic stress that everyone's in. Cause in some ways it almost seems like there's not a way out, you know, it's like, what can you, so actually maybe that is something we can, where we can go is like, how do we manage stress? Like, what is a, what do we do to manage our stress levels? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's lots of tools out there, right? So it's prioritizing. I, I don't know. I think a lot of it is just like surrendering. Surrendering to that which you cannot change and then taking the power into what you can. So, and focusing on these basics, right? Eating well, laughter, dance parties, you know, little things. It's just the little things. Being outside. Yeah. Yeah. Being I outside. Hmm? Yeah. Go ahead. Being outside is just amazing. Yeah. And even as simple as breathing, like intentionally taking deep breaths, like actually has like a big effect on our parasympathetic nervous system of like signaling our signaling it to relax and, and de-stress. Yeah. I think, yeah, there, yeah, it's, I, when my, in my coaching program, it's actually what we work on a lot. The first couple of months is like really looking at like where, like what we can, exactly what you said, actually, what we can control, you know, like we have these life stressors, like we can put, you know, we have COVID or we have job loss, we have kids at home and then like it's, it's a hard situation, but we can make it harder depending on how we think about it. And if we resist it and if we fight it, and actually I love what you said, like surrendering is like one of the one of the key parts to lowering stress is like, how do we just breathe into this, accept reality and figure out how to make the most of it. Mm. But I think it's a, it's a big job. I mean, it, for me, this last year was like one of the most stressful years of my life. Like it was really, really hard. And I, that's like the, the big thing that I just kept coming back to is like, okay, well, how can I breathe into this? Like, how can I just accept what is and like figure out how to take care of myself the best as possible? Like, that's it's and it's it feels like just a constant job it's like an extra side job you know just to like manage 
yeah. all of the chaos and stress. It is, it's a full-time job. Yeah. I find that for me, one of the best things I do is like go spend time outside. Like, I feel like that for stress, like being outside, walking, breathing fresh air in the sunshine, even laying on the ground. I feel like I've gotten into this like ground therapy is like just being on the ground, like whether it's where right now we're living near the beach. So going and spending time near the beach or even in a park, just like being on the earth has been like one, something that has really, really Mm. feels like it's really helping me with my physiological stress. What do you guys do for your stress? Well, there's actually this like old naturopathic therapy where you're supposed to be barefoot in the morning dew. And it, I don't remember everything it does, but it's like a daily practice, you know, obviously it's building up your circulation and you're outside. Um, but I just love that idea of like making that a daily habit of walking barefoot in the dew. Have you ever, I want to, I want to send you this movie. Have you ever heard of earthing? Yes, but I haven't seen a movie about about it, but I haven't seen a movie about it. Oh, they made a documentary about it and they like show the science behind like what happens to our body when we're like connected to the earth when we're bare, when we're barefoot on the earth, basically. And it talks about inflammation and how it actually like lowers inflammation by just being spending time on the earth. Hmm. What do you, so as far as like inflammation is connected to the immune system, So like the way that I understand it is that inflammation is where it's like a heat and a fire in our body. It's like, it's like an, like, so how does that, and that, that, does that also like, does that affect the terrain that it like makes the terrain more hospitable or how does, how does inflammation fit into the immune system? Hmm. You know, I mean, I always think of inflammation. I mean, it's like, it's like a gunking up, like um, if you think of the terrain as like a pond and you have this like in inflow, right? The, the entrance where the water comes in and the exit where the water comes in. And I feel like inflammation just like is gunking up all the sides. So it's like, you don't have as nice of a passageway of like clean water coming in and just like getting stagnant. Does that make sense? So it's just like more crap in the water that's it's not, you know, it's not part of the like natural ecosystem that's keeping it clean. It's like an algae bloom. <laughs> and, and then does that algae bloom, does that make like room for the, for right, the bacteria? Like, right. like Foreign invaders, yes. Yeah. So it kind of like gives them a little cozy spot to get, get into. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk, like, I want to away from COVID, I want to talk about like colds and flus and like the immune system, like how, so one of the things that I like to like, one of the starting points I want to anchor us in is like the difference between Western medicine and like Eastern medicine when it comes to immune system stuff. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking about like colds and flus and like what is, so I know that like Western medicine, a lot of their approach is like suppressing the response of the immune system to like help us feel better in the symptoms, you know, like if you have, you know, our body responds with a cough and a fever and a runny nose and stuff. Cause our body's like, that's our immune system fighting off foreign mm-hmm. invaders. And so a lot of like Western medicine is like, here, take this Tylenol or take this decongestion or take this thing that kind of gets rid of our our symptoms. And from what I understand is that it's like, it's not letting our immune system do its job. So like, what's your, what's your, how do you deal with like your kids and cold and flu system? And how do you think about their immune system when you're helping them with their colds and flus? Yeah, it's definitely a complete different way of looking at it. Right. Like I never want to suppress, suppress those avenues of their body to get rid of, you know, to, they're, they're like expectorating, right? They're like getting rid of stuff. The mucus is, it's all there for a reason. The fever is there for a reason. Um, I think of like optimizing it, like the fever, we want to optimize the body's capability to burn off, right? The fever is literally trying to burn off the infection. We want to optimize it, shorten the duration and like shorten, like decrease the temperature. And like natu- naturopathic medicine has amazing ways that you can do that, um, you know, herbal medicine can do that, but also just like hot and cold. Like I'm, I'm all about the hot and cold applications. When people get sick, it's literally driving the immune system. 
Um, and every time, every time I'm like freaked out that my kids are getting sick, I use it and it works. So it's never, it's never failed me. So hot and cold, like you're talking like, like a compress or a bath or a shower or sauna. Like how do you, what do you do with hot cold? Yeah. I mean, there's different ones. The, the main one I'm speaking about that I'm visualizing in my head is using alternating hot and cold towels to the chest and the back. But like for, for adults, you know, um, my family recently had COVID and like the first thing my husband and I did was like get in the sauna. Um, you know, the, the first night, like let's, let's burn that off. Um, and then, yeah, but like, there's so many different ways you can use hydrotherapy, hot and cold, but, but, you know, saunas are amazing too. So when you guys got COVID and you like, did you test positive or did you just feel sick or what happened? Um, we felt sick. We tested positive. We had a known source <laughs> all on the same day. No, a couple of days later, but okay. And then as soon as you like, like, as soon as you felt sick or as soon as you tested positive, when did you hop in the sauna? Um, felt sick. I don't care if I test positive, if I'm asymptomatic. So regardless if it's COVID or cold or flu, your mm -hmm. first line of defense is get in the sauna. Well, first line of defense is, uh, get, get in the sauna, I think is a great thing. Also like, you know, cleaning up your diet right away. Absolutely no dairy, absolutely no sugar. Um, in fact, you know, I get questions all the time about like, um, should I force my kid to eat when they're sick? You know, and I'm always like air on the side of not eating anything at all, you know, drinking plenty of fluids, ginger tea, bone broth, that kind of stuff. But like drives me crazy that people think they have to eat when they're sick. Um, in fact, the opposite is really true, right? Like actually exactly. not eating is one of the best things we can give because it, it takes so much energy to, to digest food that actually when we don't eat, that it can give our body that extra energy to fight the, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, first line of defense is minimizing foods and bad foods and, uh, and some sort of hydrotherapy, whether it be a warming sock treatment, a sauna, alternating hot and cold to the chest and back. And the way that you think about it is like that the hydrotherapy or the heat therapy, it's like basically supporting the immune system. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, it's like, I keep going back to that word, but it's like, it's optimizing it. It's helping it be super efficient. And the thing with natural medicine is, I mean, it's a pain, right? Natural medicine, you actually have to like do, you have, you actually have to do things. Um, you know, you have to be consistent. It takes time. Like you have to do things multiple times a day but it works really well if you, if you're on it and you, and you commit yourself to it. Same with, you know, supplements like elderberry, you know, you want to take it three to six times a day or whatever it is that you're doing, right. You have to do it repetitively throughout the day. And so what's the benefit to like doing natural medicine as opposed to Western medicine? Like what's the long, what's the short-term and the long-term side effect of like why bother going? I mean, it's so much easier just to take the Tylenol or to take the pill that just like makes your symptoms go away immediately. So what's your, and like, I'd love to hear your, I, I mean, I know I, I'm all in on this, but I'd love to hear what you say. Like, yeah. what is, why, why bother with the extra work? Why, yeah, you know? why go through the torture? It's mm, a good question. You know, I mean, like there's, there are negative side effects to taking decongestants and Tylenol, right? There are like, it affects your liver, it affects your stomach, blah, blah, blah. Um, chemicals and sugars and, and all of the extra stuff that comes even with the medicine. Yeah, exactly. And then you're also like innately teaching your body to not have that response, right? Which I think is dangerous in itself. Um, you know, I find that when we, we, there's another analogy I use often, which is like peeling an onion. So when people come to see me and we work on their health goals, like over time their onions start peeling and we see these like old symptoms coming back. And that those are, a lot of those things have been suppressed. So if you wanna have less layers of the onion, that's a good reason to not, um, you know, to, to have your body actively work through these, these problems. Um, you so have a health- Stuffing them in the tissues. Exactly. Yeah. So you're gonna have a, a better terrain in the future you're going to have less onions, onion layers to peel. Um, and you're going to have a more appropriate immune response there, I, you know, I haven't read, I haven't read studies about that, but you know, in, in this paradigm of thinking, right, you're going to have a healthier, you're training your body to have a healthy immune response. Nice.
you're training your body to know itself from other, right? And then all the other things that come downstream from that. Even like letting it do it, letting it do its job. It sounds like. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. I was, one of my doctor friends years ago, we were talking about like the Bennett, the same question. And one of his comments was that like, I mean, he, he said it was actually part of his theory, but he was saying that like, that allowing our body to have a fever not only is it like kind of addressing the current cold or flu, or whatever's going on, but it's probably also like the kind of cleaning out the body. It's like also kind of like, like what you're saying is like the onion layer, instead of like pushing right. the cold into the system and just kind of suppressing it. It's like actually like letting that kind of like cleanse happen that you are like, you're cleaning out maybe other things that are also hanging out in your tissues. That was one of his right. reasons. It's like a letting the body. He yeah. was like, like, I think it's really important that at least a couple times a year, we have a fever to like kind of clean out our body. So I like to think about it that way of like, that fever is not a bad thing. It's actually maybe even a good thing that, that helps our body. Right. There's nothing bad about a fever unless it's so high that it hurts your brain. Right. There's really nothing to be scared of with a fever. In fact, yeah, I usually am like excited if I get a fever. <laughs> yeah. Why are you excited? Yeah. Because exactly what you said. It's like, my body's working. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good thing. And as Ooh, you get cleaning older, out. Yeah. And as you get older, it's harder to get a fever. So it's like a sign that things are working right. And That's then, well, there's actually also an, um, something that both I've seen in practice and then also learned about in school was um, there, there is a theory that people, that uh, children, when they get these like more severe colds and flus that you usually see some sort of like increased milestone or like leap in cognition or development at the same time and so there's a whole thought around like yeah it's really important for our bodies to get these certain diseases and overcome it and then we see this also correlation and you know I don't know why that happens but it's kind of a cool thing to observe that actually brings me to a really question I'm really curious to ask you so one of my, like, and we're kind of like dancing back on COVID here, but like, so there's tons of kids who are not getting sick right now because of the mask and the personal protective equipment. And, you know, we, my little one, she was in a school all year last year and they were masked outdoors and like washing hands, I think every hour. Her, the, big, the big thing that she dealt with was that her hand, her skin actually on her hands got like dry because they were like washing so much. No but she didn't get sick for over a year. And so one of the things that I really have thought about is like, I know that one of the important things about our immune system is getting sick. And especially as kids, like they're learning, their immune systems are learning about different viruses and, and like, it's like, there's a, there's an immune learning. And so like, there's, what are your, what are your, so I'm kind of, in my mind, I'm kind of concerned for kids that aren't getting sick, especially the little ones when their immune system is like in this really phase of learning and that there's lots of kids all over the world that are not getting sick. So what do you, what's, what's your right. thoughts on this? Yeah. I mean, I'm worried that kids are going to get really, really sick after, right. Cause you're not having this constant training. Um, yeah, I mean, it's this, we're doing this like crazy science experiment, especially on our children. Um, but yeah, I'm worried that, okay, we're, we're missing school because of COVID or we're doing all these things and then we're all going to get sick. They're missing that like a chronic, right? Kids are supposed to have a chronic stuffy nose and like, it's not, right? That's what preschool is about. So you take that away. I don't know, but I think it's, we're going against nature, which is never a good thing. So you're, so you're in your mind, you're thinking that we might, it might make, it might like kind of make us more sick or make our kids more sick. Yeah. Or at least, yeah. Do you worry what about you, their, hmm? what are you thinking? Yeah. That's basically what I'm worried about is that like they're, it's going to weaken them somehow, weaken their immune system. One of the things I heard, I don't know if this, this is true, but like that, the Corona, that there's like different strains of it and that we've had, there are, that we've some people have been exposed to one of the strains of Corona before, and that those people actually are having less responses to COVID if you've had some kind of Corona in your system. Right. Because there's Makes some sense. kind of immune learning happening. So yeah, when I think about, that's my concern is like, what's going to happen to, for her, we, so her first year we were on a cruise ship and she was like, she was exposed to so many things. And now we're here in Israel and she's in a classroom indoors with 30 kids and none of them are wearing masks. So we are like in full cold season over here. 
like she has a chronic and I'm and I'm really happy you know I know some people are like yes my kids aren't sick it's amazing but I'm like actually really happy that she is getting sick right because I I for me I think about like her her immune system is learning right yeah it'll be interesting to see if we have like an increase in hospitalizations after COVID from all these other illnesses especially in kids yeah because that's potentially the the thing that well and then like as adults we're not getting sick too like our kids getting sick is retrain that's our booster for all sorts of things so it is it's going to be really interesting yeah and then sorry so you were you were talking about the immune system and it I never fully answered like what the immune system does and there's like the other piece too which is like the memory so I describe it to my kids as like we also have a library you know in our immune system of all the all the bad guys that we've encountered and but we need reminders to keep that library like up to date mm. and so like as grown-ups or like we're not getting those reminders mm. they're also thinking and about so, the effects of the big people yeah wow yeah and then like you go back and then the hand washing right the chronic hand washing and the sanitizing and like what is that doing and what is that putting our systems and then like people touching receipts after the hand sanitize is like a huge pet peeve of mine because it actually like makes you more prone to getting like the toxins of the receipt into your body and receipts are really high in BPA and uh, yeah so there's just um, because the, the sanitizer like kind of like disrupts the microbiome right yeah and then you're touching something and you're like absorbing I don't know if everybody thinks about this way but we we, we definitely think about it like our yeah. skin is like an incredible organ that absorbs a tremendous amount what we touch what we put on our skin what we bathe in what we products we use <sighs> So the receipts, so like you're like opening up your microbiome when you sanitize and then you're taking in those things through. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so just try not to go down that rabbit hole right now. <laughs> yeah. The, I was just thinking about the, the, the learning of the immune system because also we are, when we have kids, our kids also take some amount of learning from the mother. And like the, the colds and flus the mother has had in their life, correct? Like some, um, some, at least some degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, there's a part of me that like wants to fast forward 50 or a hundred years and like see what science like really discovers and figures out. Cause I feel like in so many, like the microbiome and the immune system, like there's still so much to like be discovered and to know and to like, do you ever think about it that way? I, I get, I think about like, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared of the future right now. I don't want to go ahead. <laughs> yeah. What are you scared of? What's the, just, what's the worst? Just real apoc- apocalyptic. I don't, I don't know. We're going to kill like our, will, will my children even have a, a hospitable world with colors in it and heartbeats? <laughs> <laughs> Something lovely like that is where I go. Yeah. Worst case scenario. Yeah. Or one of, one of the worst case scenarios. Yeah. We've been watching a lot of apocalyptic movies lately. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So let's get back to the colds and the flus. Like when you, so if we're going to give like, I mean, depending on where you are in the world, when you're listening to this, probably if there's a lot of places who are not getting colds and flus because of the the mm-hmm. not lack of exposure so if like if you so the first so one of the first things that people can do for covid is take care of the immune system so eat really good food try not to stress too much exercise spend time outside do immune boosting things like what, what would you would you fill in that like what are the naturopathic immune boosting things to do like hydrotherapy vitamin D, vitamin C, garlic, anything else to add to that list? Um, I mean, there's all sorts of, there's all sorts of herbs that people can take and homeopathy, but, and, and there's, the thing is that there's not just one thing that works. It's kind of like whatever you have at your fingertips, but you know, a lot of people know about elderberry. A lot of people know about vitamin C, you know, medicinal, like mushrooms are amazing. Um, I mean, for so many different reasons, so many different mushrooms are such a great immune cocktail. Um, 
So it's just whatever you have access to, whatever you're akin to, but doing that on a regular basis and eating like a variety, right? We talked, we went back to like the variety of foods. And then for like colds and flus, like it's actually not so different, right? Like if we're, if you're, if you're in a place like we are, we're actually getting sick. So what do you like for, if you're actually getting colds and flus, eat, eat good food, try not to stress, rest, right? Rest is best. Yes. Drink lots of waters, like water and fluids and support the immune system. Right. I mean, that's basically let the body do its job. Let the body clean it out, fight the, fight the invader. Yeah. And just be, you again, like, I feel like I just drive home. Like it's just, it's being on top of it. Right. It's not waiting till, till your cold gets to about like, uh Oh, I'm really sick. It's, it's being preventative about it there too. So like listening, listening from the beginning, yeah. like noticing yeah. who I feel that body connection, that awareness that like, yeah. cause it's yeah, really easy to more just at first. And pretend. Yes. So pay attention at the first signs of feeling kind of sick, feeling achy or feeling whatever, then yeah. start with Change the hydrotherapy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Clean up Do the diet, rest. I'm really curious, maybe this is going to be our, one of our last questions, but I'm curious what, um, the stress piece, like the stress is like, it seems like this, like this, uh, topic that's like very important and yet also kind of like mysterious. So if you, and I'd, I'd love to hear what your words are on, like, what does stress do to the immune system? I mean, it does, I mean, it does so many things, right? It like, um, it like affects your cortisol levels, which dampens your immune system. Um, it, it like affects the way we digest our food, which then in turn dampens our immune system. It doesn't let us sleep at night, which then doesn't let our body restore. Um, I mean, I hate it cause everyone's like, it's all about the stress, but it really is. And the, like the longer I'm in practice, the more I see that no one ever gets better unless they deal with their stress. And we all have too much stress. And the changes, the, the crazy thing is like small chronic stress throughout the day, which most of us experience in a modern life add up to these like huge, huge effects in the body. These like sustained effects for like, like if you swerve on the freeway, and a car almost hits you, like you might mentally get over that in 30 seconds, you know, 15 minutes, but your body's response to that lasts for hours after it. And so then if you have another small stressor, right, you're in this chronic state of stress with dampens everything. It dampens every single function of the body. And that over time is not something to, to take smallly. Wow. Well, I didn't know that things, I mean, it, it makes sense to me that it like, that it lasts, the effects last in our body for a long time. Right. So things like heart math are really good for that and to help lessen it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really breathing. love, to, what'd you say? Breathing. Just breathing. breathing. Yeah. Breathing. So important. Yeah, I really, stress is like one of my favorite thing, has become one of my favorite things to really look at and work on because it seems like something that's out of our control. And to some degree, you know, the swerving on the freeway and the COVID in our life or the job loss or whatever is happening, like there are things that happen that most people would respond to with stress, but there is also like this internal management system of like, how do we like how can we actually physiologically affect our bodies you know the degree in which we respond like the amount of stress and then how long we stay there you know like we can keep dwelling on and thinking about and going over and over which is normal our brain is like wanting us to help help us survive but survival mode is often very stressful like when we're just when we're scared of dying and when we're like making everything a big deal it's like easy to really stay in that fight or flight where that where all the stress levels are high and the cortisol levels are high And so really learning how to kind of manage our minds and even manage our stress levels internally, it's really, really big work and important. 
And then what happens when we're stressed? We often like then exactly what you said in the beginning, we turn to the alcohol or the sugar to feel better. And then it's just this crazy, vicious, downward, unhealthy, immune bomb cycle. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. Wow, this was really, really fun. It was, I agree. So any, any last words on the immune system or any, anything else you want to share before we wrap up? I mean, I think just reiterating that we have power, we have power over the situation, right? We, we talked about how so many people have so much fear and feel powerless and just driving home that there are so many options out there and we have so much power. That's a beautiful note to end on. Yeah, I'm focusing on the things that we can do, that yeah. what we can eat the healthy food, eat the colors, breathe, take care of yourself. Yeah. 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 Focus on the things we can do. Yeah, we do have a lot of power. There are a lot of things. Yeah, that's a really beautiful note to end on. Okay, so I think that wraps up our immune system, immune winter time together. Thank you so much for diving into this topic and taking your time to hang out with me. And I love, love, love talking to you. I'm sure that as we continue these, these lectures, we're going to get more and more in the flow. And this is like really, really fun for me. And, and uh, thank you so much for being here and doing this with me and collaborating with me. For those of you who don't know, we are collaborating in a coaching program, coaching health. I'm actually still kind of struggling with the exact words on how to, but it's a food and mood up-level coaching, optimizing naturopathic doctor integrated program where we help people who are like wanting to take their, sometimes people come with like serious symptoms. Sometimes people just want to work on up-leveling their health but we help people integrate all of the diet, the stress, the treatments and the supplements, the ways that we can actually really support the body. That's really Dr. Sharman's like, I help with the stress levels and the food basics. And then Dr. Sharman helps really kind of bring in the pla- the ways and the places that we can help like support the body system in, in flourishing and, and helping itself. So we're, we're teaming up, we're creating, we're working with uh, people who want to feel better. And it's so, so fun to collaborate with you and to like, I know I always wanted, like in the end, I figured out my own puzzle with my health and I used a lot of different people, but to actually like have a health team, a team that's like connect, communicating between each other and like working together and solving, solving the puzzle. And it's so fun to be doing this with you. So thank you so much for for doing this with me all of it for helping people and for doing the podcast and for it's so so fun so and yeah it is thank you chandra my pleasure dr sharman all right well i'll see you guys next time we'll be doing more of these and yeah bye for now Thank you.